everybody. Welcome to another episode of No Highway Option. It's the cinema podcast where we answer the one question that applies to every movie ever made. Is it better or worse than Vin Diesel's 2005 seminal masterpiece, The Pacifier? I'm one of your hosts, Connor J. Burke, and, you know, the one video game that's predicted my future with eerie accuracy is, of course, the Nintendo DS game Cooking Mama 2 with Dinner with Friends. <laughs> Alright. Uh, I'm, I'm your other host, Luke, and I gotta say, the, uh, the game that has been eerily close to my own life is Dig Dug. And we have a special guest today. Do you want to introduce yourself? My name is Michael King. Um, I am not a host of the show, but I am a guest. Um, I would have to say the closest thing was, I remember there was this American Idol video game uh, for PlayStation 2, and it was sort of like DDR. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I would say pro- that's probably the closest because, you know, I, I've always seen the future of stardom but never actually grasped at it (laughs) that works well thanks for coming on no problem and our movie today given to us by ben from i drink your podcast thank you ben is the 1993 kids surf martial arts comedy surf ninjas over on our Instagram coming attractions game, Chris Budnicki, past and future guest of the show, was the only one to get it right. Is it a tainted victory because he watched the movie with one of the hosts? I don't know, but I can't stop it now. First Sunday of every month, go over to our Instagram. We play a visual coming attractions game on our story. If you get it right, then you get a shout out on the episode just like this. Beep, bop, boop, bop, back to Surf Ninjas. This whole thing was shot like a Gushers commercial. <laughs> what, what was with the obsession of ninjas in the 90s you know what i mean like it was he, it was it was ninja turtles it was this and then it was three ninjas had i believe that was a trilogy mm-hmm. yeah they had the what was it with three, Hulk ninjas, three ninjas kick back and three ninjas high noon on mega mountain it's fine i yeah. searched for this movie and it just kept going do you mean three ninjas <laughs> Are you, Are you sure? sure? This movie was nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it, um, I, like, when I saw it was on YouTube, I was like, so is this a direct-to-video thing? Did this get a theatrical release? It did come out in theaters. It was distributed by New Line Cinema, which I think is our first New Line movie that we've done. That's just a thing for me. Uh, try to guess how much money it made. It's worldwide gross in August of 1993. I'm going to say, um, we're going to go Price is Right rules. I'm going to say 149,999. Okay. Do you have a guess, Mike? Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to give it a little more because it was the ninja aspect. Uh, I'll go 175. All right. Well, it made (laughs) 4,916,135. So, like, what was the budget? Uh, I don't know where the budget is. I haven't. Did been they able... make a profit? Is my I, haven't been able to find it. I don't think they did. And the fact that it opened to two million dollars and then barely doubled it. So like, now with inflation, what is that to a release today? Oh Christ, I have no idea. <laughs> Three million six hundred forty-nine thousand one hundred nine dollars. Right. So. In most box office terms, a bad opening weekend. So that's still a... better than uh, better than I thought it would. Yeah, it's yeah. it's better than this, I, the movie. Know. The movie reeked of a Disney Channel original movie. Mm. That's the thing. Yeah, it, it opened up, and I was like, "This is Johnny Tsunami." Yeah. The the even the one kid like vague like the kid being named Johnny I was like oh yeah right. Johnny Tsunami right. Johnny Kabahala <laughs> whatever the other was mm. it was just the vibe Surfed. but anyway you want to get into the analysis of it yeah let's do it so opening credits first we've got some big actors in this we've got Tone Loke we've got Rob Schneider Leslie Nielsen Neil Israel. Well, he's the director, <laughs> but yeah. Um, can I can I tell you guys a Rob Schneider story real quick? Absolutely. <laughs> so I have a weird. Um, I met him. I used to uh, serve tables at the Hartford Funny Bone, 
and he was the comedian my first weekend there. And the funny connection I have to him is when I was 10, my parents told us they were getting divorced. Hold on, wait for it. Um, (laughs) And we were sad and and they were like, oh, well, you know, let's just have a nice night, get, get, distract you. So we went to Video America and we went and uh, rented The Animal starring Rob Schneider. We watched it that night. So I always think of my parents' divorce whenever I think of Rob Schneider. (laughs) Well, so I was like, this is the perfect icebreaker to any celebrity (laughs) that I could possibly meet. So I went, I told him that story. He went, he like didn't know what to say. Oh, wow. And then we both hear, oh, my God. And we turn and look and they caught the Boston bomb. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> so I watched that all unfold with Rob Schneider. In front of Rob Schneider. With Rob... Wow. Well, this was this this luck of the draw worked perfectly for you. <laughs> I know. I know. Right. <laughs> All right, so it opens up with an eye patch guy who we later learn is named Zatch. Zatch, thank you. Oh, we let Zatch is looking for two boys, Johnny and Adam, and we find out he's again he's trying to go against Colonel Chi, which is Leslie Nielsen's character. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen cosplaying Doctor Doom. <laughs> slash the phantom of the opera right yeah at the phantom of the paradise isn't that the weird one? Oh, yes yeah, yeah. he's like Le- leslie nielsen is a cyborg why yeah because it's the 90s and an elephant stepped on his head yeah <laughs> and a, a lot of cultural appropriation <laughs> yeah i mean his name's colonel chi yeah That's... two big scoops yeah, it's, uh, there, there's a lot of problematic in this movie. A lot coming from the mouth of Rob Schneider. But that, uh, we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> you got an opening surf montage. Uh, where would you Where would you put everyone's ages? Because Rob Schneider is an adult. <laughs> I looked this up. He's thirty. He's thirty in this in this movie, and okay. I believe Johnny was like twenty, twenty one. Okay, Johnny looked relatively young enough to be like young teen yeah mid-teen right uh and rob schneider looks like rob schneider you know yeah. you know what's funny is in the movie he actually looks pretty young but the the poster he looks so old in the post it's like you took rob schneider's face from like 10 years ago and put it right there <laughs> oh yeah oh that's really weird right yeah, it's I'm not... gonna have to look this up. He also kind of looks like a roommate I had once. Like he's making a face similar to him. You got the dad named Mac. Uh, he adopted Johnny and Adam. He's you know your standard stereotypical grouch. No Van Halen till I had my coffee. I literally wrote that down. It's like <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite lines yeah. makes no sense. <laughs> Johnny's just a little shit to his dad. So is Adam. Uh, they're just they're. They're manipulating him. Uh, and we also meet Rob Schneider as Iggy, who is can only be described as the Kimmy Gibbler of the movie. Yes. But, Connor, you love Kimmy Gibbler. In Fuller House, I thought she was entertaining. <laughs> and also... I, I, and also in Full House, you can't take your Kimmy Gibbler stuff back. I don't even remember talking about that, but sure I did. But Burke <laughs> has been quoted as saying... The best character in Full House was Kimmy Gibbler, slash the only character that he liked in Full House was Kimmy Gibbler. I, mean, I think you're mixing fair. up I think you're mixing up my Full House takes with my friends' takes of how the only one Kimmy I like. Kimmy Gibbler's was Phoebe. not in that show. No, but I say that about Phoebe. I don't ever remember saying that about Full House. It might have been uh, just wish... to piss you off, because that's always <laughs> a funny reaction. I mean to be fair, like like Full House is just it's it's the nostalgia factor. It's just not a good show. No, it's not. I don't have a huge <laughs> nostalgia factor for it. Uh, it's uh, fun. Anyway. <laughs> right. Iggy says something real quick about his parents are living in a biosphere, but they're actually not. But we don't know where his parents are, because I guess because he's a 30-year-old man who lives on his own. <laughs> he, said, he said so many lines that I, like, had to double take it was what yeah 
did did someone write this? Or are they just letting him talk? Well, that's I mean, further and further into the movie, I I wrote down Rob Schneider's really trying to make this script fun. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple lines. He hits. We'll, a get, we'll get we'll get to it, but there's yeah. a couple lines that make me actually laugh, um, which I was a little ashamed of, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as the three boys go to school, ninjas try to attack them while they have a burp contest. Mm-hmm. And uh, Zatch defeats them before anybody noticed, so then they motor surf. Ah, there it you is. know, that thing where you stand in a convertible and drive with your feet pretending you're surfing? Everybody Who? has oars in the backseat. What was pushing the gas pedal? Yeah, I An was oar, well. I guess. But the you cannot maintain a steady speed. Did it have by just control? pushing in that old Jeep? I don't know. Man. That Jeep was old for 1993. I don't know, man. They're motor surfing. It's a thing <laughs> multiple people do, as evidenced by the cops pulling over some other kids for it. Right. Like I totally thought this was gonna be just a fucking one-off thing, and they were, and then they they want the movie wanted you to know that everybody moto surfed. Yeah. Which I don't What a weird I, agenda. <laughs> yeah. I was not born at the time of this film. I didn't have memories until well after Wait, it was gone. You, got, you guys were both not born by this time? But I was born in November of ninety three. Oh, so, okay. I was two. Yeah, like I so don't I remember have, this bomb. I don't have any memories. <laughs> so you had a lot of moto surfing <laughs> yeah. memories. Yeah, motor, yeah. My childhood, I came, man. I came out moto surfing, <laughs> I'm gonna die moto surfing. Oh my god. I just love that that they drove by the cop, and um, when the cop said something weird too. He's like, "I wish I was." Some days I wish I was wrong, or something like mm. something really depressing. <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, "I don't want to hear your backstory right now, random police officer." <laughs> we don't have time for your backstory. We don't, this we don't have time for this. An hour <laughs> yeah. twenty. Yeah, just just yell at the kid and take the oars out of his back seat. <laughs> Because, you know... It reads to me as, like, a, a featured extra just trying to, like, milk whatever they have. Mm-hmm. And then going to the director and being like, please, I just, I need this. Yeah. <laughs> Although, that was a pretty good gag for him to be like, okay, you guys, you guys aren't moto surfing and then pull a boat oar out of the car. <laughs> right. It's so weird. <laughs> Johnny and Adam mentioned they're adopted, hint, hint. But uh-oh, the Babaran of Microm is visiting, and Johnny forgot to write his speech for him. How's he gonna get out of this one? His name's Babaram, so of course, naturally, sing Barbara Ann to him. Yeah, you got Which the is, choir boys. It was the laziest parody song I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> they didn't even attempt to rhyme it. It was just his name, and that's it. And then they didn't change anything else. <laughs> It's like a lazy middle school boyfriend trying to, like, write a song for a girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will admit it made me laugh, but that's just because yeah. that... Well, it was it was more of a surprise factor making me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. And for some reason, that song just makes me laugh. It's got a funny sound. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Good song. Also, the principal was creepy as hell. Yeah. I thought was... he was going to come back. I know, right? Mm-hmm. He was going to be the secret villain or something. Right. <laughs> That would that would be interesting. <laughs> a little tough for this movie. Um, so, Adam uh, in class doesn't know where Spain is. I guess I, he does say something funny. He goes, "Oh, the Spain from homework." Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a really funny one. And his <laughs> excuse is to just point at random spots and go, "You know, some people think." It's here. <laughs> and yeah. judged by the laughter of the children, specifically one child that they keep focusing on who has a weird laugh. Just a noiseless laugh. Just hand up to his face. <laughs> <laughs> and they do it a few times. Because I guess they ran out of coverage or something. But then, you know, there are some more ninjas. And there's this is Which when we get the reveal of Colonel Chi. Of Cyborg Leslie Nielsen and his running joke of I have to get the phone. I did not get it. I did not get the joke. <laughs> he gotta get that phone. <laughs> Neither you did know? he. But 
it just it, god it just did not work it's like the super mario brothers thing of uh koopa talking about the pizza he's gonna order like it the whole colonel chi thing has a very king koopa vibe and it doesn't work except you know, king koopa was great it's a, it's a stage bit like that would work on stage it doesn't work in a movie yeah yeah when yeah. you can cut it takes away from it yeah um yeah it's weird but like you the know, ninja costuming also weird they've got a well you know it's like surf camouflage i guess like ninjas wear surf yeah. ninjas i feel like ninjas are one of those things that have a look when you mm-hmm. picture a ninja in your head he's not wearing blue camo from head to toe maybe they wanted to define a new ninja i guess <laughs> i don't know man break the stereotype yeah well and these ninjas do attack while the kids are surfing uh the one tries to harpoon johnny but the classic for- ninja move <laughs> classic ninja move the force of getting hit with a surfboard uh i don't think it kills him but it definitely knocks him out yeah, it's a clean bonk i mean he he washes up on shore and then washes back out yeah <laughs> kid is um, not phased dog is vaguely curious i did they send the the b team out to kill these kids because isn't a ninja's job to be elusive yeah Yet he couldn't avoid the surfboard that he knew he was on yeah <laughs> it swam up next to you yeah man it's a lot and also iggy has never surfed but he won't admit it because he's he he's not good at admitting things like admitting he's a 30 year old who hangs out with teenagers <laughs> I will say, this movie was strangely good with answering everything. Like, every single weird bit got a callback by the For the, the end. most part, yeah. There's one thing that was left unanswered for the most, for most of it, but we'll get to that. Alright. Zatch appears at uh, the boy's house a good line of dad remember the guy you said would come if we didn't need our vegetables well he's here <laughs> which is a good line and it also makes me think of the one-armed man from arrested development which i've been rewatching <laughs> recently recently and is just great another ninja attack so mac the dad knows one of the ninjas because he was uh you know part of patusan which is their homeland, which we'll find out later. During the fight, he, uh, you know, fries the guy's ass on a stovetop. Yeah, he does. Which I, like, when I saw him in the kitchen and I saw him get the upper hand, I was like, all right, so is a body part going in the fryer? Or, oh, no, it's the stovetop. Okay. <laughs> and Rob Schneider does a racist, me-no-speak-English voice. Uh, that's 80-yard in. It's bad. A lot of this dialogue is weird. However, uh, I believe Rob Schneider is part Filipino. He apparently is. That was so that that's... was Rob Schneider who did the meter speak English. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I thought it was one of the ninjas, and I was way more confused. <laughs> like they no, were attacking, was... and that's what they said. No, it was Rob. It was Rob trying to get a. It was Iggy trying to get out of another jam with his trademark iggy wit i don't know anyway zatch takes johnny adam johnny and adam away and iggy just follows and we find out johnny and adam are princes their father was a king and iggy believes he's the actual prince because earlier he said hey what if my dad was a king uh i would ask a girl out and if she said no i'd throw her in the dungeon that's another bit that went on a little too long. That's his he, entire arc. He, he sh- <laughs> right. His, his entire has... arc was a bit. Yeah. I, I, I'm thinking he has the what if power or believing he's the true king. Right. Not a smart man. I also <laughs> liked how Adam asked, who were those Quimbies in the pajamas? Quimby's is is like a thing that they just toss out like a bunch of times in here like it's a word it sounds like surfer slang man i don't know i just yeah that yeah that's what i got for it (laughs) good yeah you said who are those quimby's and i was like the mayor from the simpsons (laughs) 
the ninjas weren't walking around going era going um, totally quimbly raw <laughs> so we find out that would have made this movie better if people just really steered into the surface <laughs> they all... if they all just started talking like that oh, bro. everybody except bro you're like a king bro <laughs> yeah you know, you're from uh Patasan. You got to remember, Johnny, you were like 6 years old. Now, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> what did they wipe his memory? <laughs> nah, just... I have memories earlier than the kid in that scene. Right. LA smog fucks you up, man. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe. Now, is Portusan is that a brand of of like is it like Sani can or was that I don't know. That seemed like a weird brand specific joke they were doing about porta potties. Oh, oh, I don't know. Uh, I I think the kid just heard that and was like, "That sounds enough like a porta potty thing." Uh, the place that they're from is called Patusan, and Adam thinks it's like Portisan. You mean the toilets? It's like uh, okay. <laughs> I guess. Shut up, kid. <laughs> <laughs> also. Uh, when we get the flashback scene where we're explaining what happened, um, Zatch, we see how he loses his eye, and it's getting hit in the back of the head with a sword. But it gives him a big old gash over the front. Yeah, the sword does not make contact with the front of his head. Hey guys, I'm going to be honest, this is one of the times I probably uh, zoned out, and I, <laughs> I no. missed that whole thing of him losing his eye. And I was still at the end going, but what about the eye? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they... they, And I wrote it down. (laughs) They do make a point. They do show it. It's during a flashback where it's Patusan, a peaceful place. Adam is a baby and he is foretold to be a visionary. And Johnny is foretold to be a great warrior prince. But everything changed when the airplane nation attacked. Because Leslie Nielsen was chi... And he attacks. He's not a threatening villain, because it's just Leslie Nielsen doing a little Leslie Nielsen stuff. He's a weird pick, I think. Not go- yeah. I mean, he was- that was- so I was thinking Rob Schneider was a stunt cast, but then I remembered it was 93, and I think that was the middle of his SNL run. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that was stunt casting, I think that was just who they cast. Yeah, But Leslie Nielsen, I believe at this time, would have been a perfect stunt cast. Yeah. absolutely option uh yeah he's an absolute stunt cast apparently he was intimidating during filming he remained in character <laughs> off camera to scare everyone which excellent yeah he was a he was a very serious actor despite being known for mostly comedy mm-hmm. that's what put him in the comedy thing was they were like this guy's so deadpan and so serious it's gonna work really well for airplane and then he was like oh this is where the money is he should have been zatch I would have liked this more if he was Zatch. (laughs) And he played it completely straight. Right. Would would have been a little problematic to be like, ah, I'm like a dig. It's still kind of problematic for him to be like, never mind. It's it's problematic. The movie is problematic. (laughs) You can put that stamp across the whole thing. (laughs) Anyway, it's foretold that on Johnny's 16th birthday, he will ascend to the throne. And right now Johnny is 15. And we find out why Chi is a cyborg. It's because an elephant stomps on his head. Yeah. Which. That would kill you. Yeah, that is death. Also, I think the face part that's messed up and the hand are on different sides. Am I wrong? You're absolutely correct. Yeah. That's. Why does he have robot like, He was like this. What do you got? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had the hand on the wrong side. Yeah weird anyway uh, and then he like he kept freaking out about getting it wet yeah because uh, it was electric but yeah he's freaking out about getting it wet but it's been 10 years or so right he Did hasn't he showered just get it yep he's stinky man i'm guessing in his sex dungeon <sighs> yeah his torture dungeon <laughs> anyway the kids don't want to go to patusan so they call the cops to get their dad and they meet the head detective what's his real name tone loke i was gonna say i called him tone loke in all of my notes because i forget what the cop's name is tone loke, tone loke. is that his real name lieutenant spence yes mm. the actor is named tone loke 
I I the note I wrote is I love Tone Loke and his emotionless deliveries. He's wonderful. He was in so many like random nineties movies. Blank check. Blank check. <laughs> Blank check. Ace, Ace Ventura. Ventura. Um, I'm just looking at his IMDb thing. This is kind of just for me. He was Chestnut in the cartoon Chowder. Like, he just has this deep voice that is always just out of nowhere and a lot of fun. He sounded really tired. He no, probably he was. Because <laughs> he was in so many of these nonsense things. He was a rapper, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a rapper and an actor. He was in Ferngully. He was a, he was a lizard in that, I think. That's a movie I haven't seen in years. <laughs> but, yeah. Don Luke does some weird stuff, but like he's having fun in this, but he also is tired. Uh anyway. Iggy pretends to be their Scottish uncle so that they can stay without police supervision. Another in a series of weird Rob Snyder choices. Yeah. And also like I love in movies where it's very clearly a ploy, like you take one look at that rob schneider in a wheelchair in a disguise you go okay that person is thinking everything what that they're doing and this is Mm -hmm. supposed to be like the head detective and he's like all right (laughs) yeah he he doesn't give a shit he wants to see where the plot goes right yeah i can't i can pinpoint a reason that tone loke did anything in this movie just to be in it (laughs) but i mean his character the detective like yeah every time he showed up somewhere he says why. Eventually, oh, you're <laughs> remember <right. laughs> he says he feels like it's his destiny. Oh yeah, right. Just follows that. <laughs> what a stupid line. <laughs> <laughs> so they're in their house, and Adam boots up his Sega Game Gear, the handheld version of the Sega Master System. This movie was just an entire product placement, and I looked it up. It was co-financed by Sega, yes. Did they? Was there a Surf Ninjas game? Yes, but it was different from what Adam was playing. However, the game in the movie is a real game. It was developed by Sega exclusively for use in the movie only. Which is kind of that dumb, is crazy. Out that it probably like exists somewhere in some mm. studio. Someone's got it. Yeah, Rob Schneider just has it framed in his house. <laughs> That's what he's most proud of. Anyway. So yeah, the Sega Game Gear now has a game in it called Surf Ninjas. Whoa! And it's showing what's going to happen next in the movie. It's a magic game. And Adam's mad because he doesn't know where Shinobi is. He was playing Shinobi. It made me laugh. Shinobi (laughs) a real game? Yeah. Got it. So ninjas surround the house and Zatch, after beating up a few basically rigs the house to explode by turning on the gas and lighting a candle. I liked how there was a clear explosion and then a firework on top of it. (laughs) (laughs) It's LA, man. Anything can happen. (laughs) And this is when Iggy figures out, he thinks he has the what if power because he says something like, what if your house blew up or something? And then as they're walking away, it blows up. And he's like, oh my god, what if I lose this power? Oh no, what if I get it back? And like, that's his thing for a lot of the movie. But he comes with them to Patusan just because he has nothing else to do? I like that immediately after this, they know people are after them. And they're like, let's hide out. Let's go to little Patusan, where we're from. And there's a big neon sign that says where we are, essentially. No one will know. No one will know. No one will ever know. I think it's a funny little detail. Chi mentions something about sending more ninjas to LA and he specifies they have to fly coach. Little things. Right. Uh, LA has a little Patusan and in there they meet Gumbay, which makes them make jokes about Gumby, the green guy, and his horse Pokey. Too many jokes. The one joke was fine, and then they made like three or four. Yeah, and it was like, all right. Yeah, Johnny's like, was like the height of Gumby. Kind of was actually. I remember Gumby being huge until I was like seven, and then he just disappeared. Right. He melted or something. So Johnny meets his bride. 
because he is prince, he has wife, and her name is Ro May, but it is only mentioned once in the movie. Yeah, I did. I couldn't. I didn't know her name. And I wouldn't. <laughs> I would not have known that if I wasn't looking at IMDb right now. <laughs> Fair enough. She looks a little older than fifteen. Yeah. Like she's acting it too. Yeah, big yikes! Older than fifteen. <laughs> she, I like the when they were like, "Oh, she's ugly." I was like, "Clearly, she's gonna be hot. Mm. She's gonna be gorgeous." And then they take it off, and they're shocked, and nobody. Whoa. Knows. If she's got a veil, you better bail. <laughs> yeah. That was a weird riff there. They just hit a couple of those. Yeah, hide hide her hiding her face. Get out of that place. <laughs> Are kids always anti marriage? I think it depends <laughs> on how their parents are. I think that's maybe much... always a re- anti arranged marriage. That's maybe. Fair. I, yeah, I think that's a much deeper conversation than what th- uh, Surf Ninjas can give us. <laughs> I almost said Three Ninjas. See? What do you yeah. Google? Yeah. So the video game that Adam is still playing now predicts a ninja attack as it's happening. Whoa. Whoa, way to make the kid useful in this movie. Yeah, he throws an octopus at a guy. Or he shoves it inside his mask. Yeah. The ninjas show up in this restaurant, and Johnny and Littler Johnny and Rob Schneider are standing there, and the f- there's like four ninjas in the first shot, and they're all standing in front of Johnny, and then two of them just jump clear over him to a different area of the restaurant. Luke, they're ninjas. They can do that. <laughs> but it's not tactically effective. <laughs> No, neither is any of the fight choreography in Star Wars, but we eat that shit up. Also, it's surf ninjas. Right, exactly. You're thinking tactics for surf ninjas? That's like the whole ninja thing. They're all tactics. Well, we've established these are bad ninjas because they're wearing blue camo. (laughs) And they're out here going, let me try a harpoon today. Yeah. They use a lot of guns, too. Mm -hmm. Right. There's a fair amount of guns in this movie, which is weird. And Johnny suddenly is a kick-ass fighter, which naturally cues the Ode to Joy. Was it Ode to Was it Ode to Joy or Handel's Messiah? It was Ode to Joy. It was Ode to Joy. Okay, that's what I thought. With those clean kicks to the head. Yeah, it like just naturally. I don't know what Rob Schneider did. I just wrote he's always on the line of being racist. Was it the MSG okay. thing? It I, was the MSG I thing. Actually la- I yeah. actually laughed so hard at that. Like, I it caught me so off guard. The delivery was perfect. <laughs> where where he was like, uh, he went, so when you when they asked for no MSG, you like put MSG in there. And I like that the guy played along with it too. Yeah, uh, yeah, I put the MSG in there. An extra what, who's just like, that was clearly I need an improv. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way that was written. And so, then I, and when he um. When, they, when Johnny's like, uh, you see that part where I was like, what was your future? And he accidentally punches the, the dude in the stomach. <laughs> that got me too. I was like, ah, oh, damn it, I laughed twice in one scene. <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> Zatch takes everyone on a boat to Patusan, and Tone Loke follows. And we find we out. talk about the swallowing the key thing? Oh, that yeah. comes up later. I like that, though. Does it come up later? It's in a little bit, yeah. Oh. We need to mention first that Mac is in the Death Palace, and Cyborg Leslie Nielsen looks like he has a past with him, and looks like he's about to torture him, but we cut away before anything can happen. He does say the, the join their daddy-o in hell line. Yeah. <laughs> he, he does say that. Uh, and then this is where uh, Tone Loke is handcuffed before getting on the boat. But he comes out with no handcuff on. And they're like, how did you do that? And he says, I, sw- like, I swallowed a key last Tuesday. How do you know you go, need it? I swallow it every Tuesday. Yeah. That means he shits it out. Picks it out of his shit. Washes it. And then goes, it's Tuesday. Gotta eat it and again. swallows it. I did not... I did not think of that as he's eating the same key. I thought of it as, man, he just has a lot of keys. 
I swallow it every Tuesday is the <laughs> Shit, line. You're right. I also that's, thought it was the same key. That's disgusting. <laughs> that also means that in the boat, you shit the key. And then yeah. it with <laughs> his handcuffed hands. He's handcuffed, <laughs> shit on the floor, and is just raking I through. Just, I just his wrist the... deep in a pile of his own shit. I just want, like, because then that ends where uh, they're on the edge of the boat, and he's like, it's just my destiny, and they go off, and all of them are standing on the edge of the boat. I just wanted to cut to that one guy walking into that room with a mob going, oh my god! What the fuck? It's spread everywhere? <laughs> oh god. It's the only good scene of uh, Dumb and dumber Earth. Yeah. I never saw it. <laughs> I I don't remember if I saw the whole thing, but I remember the shit scene. Yeah. There's a... Is it Harry or Lloyd? I think it's Harry is in the bathroom, and he has, like, he, a chocolate bar is melted in his pocket, and then he's, like, he, you know, he smears it everywhere. Oh. And then he's, like, he's like at, uh, like, isn't a love it, interest's house. Isn't and then the Bob love interest Saget Harry, the dad? I think it might be Bob Saget, but, like, Bob Saget walks into the bathroom and sees that it's everywhere, and he, like, loses his mind. He's like, oh, my God, there's shit everywhere! <laughs> and it's like <laughs> otherwise not a great film but that Dude, scene I'm, gets me I feel every like time every bad movie always has the, the one shining moment yeah like oh i was listening to what was it the uh the kangaroo jack episode <laughs> i think that's the only movie where there isn't any <laughs> fucking made us watch two of those <laughs> we learn about the knives of kwan su uh, which is Johnny's inheritance. Uh, and Iggy's like, the inheritance isn't money. Ah, I guess money can't buy knives. And he won't shut the fuck up about I, money can't buy one, knives. That was my one Rob Schneider riff that I laughed at every single one of those. Oh, nope. well, too bad we can't cut all these brushes because money can't buy knives. I, uh, if I was Zatch, I would have beat the shit out of him then and there. <laughs> I, I do like, although I'll be a hypocrite and say I do like when Tone Loke said, like, they say something to him about, like, can you do this? He's like, yeah, I could, but I don't have a knife. Don't know how to get a knife. <laughs> and, like, that's good. Uh, but the Game Gear and a monkey help Adam find the cave that they're looking for. And Waldo. Psych! Oh, yeah. I was reminded of psych jokes. Oh yeah, there. Adam does a couple of psychs. That little rascal. I just want to say, from the times I've played a friend's Sega Game Gear as a child, those things lost battery in like half an hour. Clearly, the product placement did not work because yeah, it, it wasn't enough. They stopped making it, I believe, like three years after this movie. Sounds about right. But it, uh, yeah, or the, maybe that, it that... did work. It worked so well that it extended the life three years when it should have been none. It's also possible. But yeah, the battery should not <laughs> last opti- that long. You're optimistic, man. <laughs> it should have died multiple times. Adam should just have like a pocket full of AA batteries on him. I don't know what Rob Schneider did here. I just wrote, Jesus, Rob, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> a lot of my notes for him are just very vague, like, I'm so annoyed. <laughs> I have a lot of, man, he's just going for it. Um, yeah. I think I stopped write, writing stuff because I was like, all right, it's more of the same. <laughs> the end of this, there is nothing to write about because it's just like a fight. And it's like, yep, that's a fight. Oh, and his wife being the horniest person on earth. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But we'll get to that. First, uh, Zatch has to fight Johnny to prove his worth. With the weapons or something. Uh, Magic powers need activation. There's, you know, there's... Most of the fights are impressive. Because the lead actor, Ernie Reyes Jr. and Zatch, who's his father, Ernie Reyes Sr. They, uh... They're both, like, martial arts guys. So, like, there's some cool martial arts stuff. There were some shots in that last big fight where I was like, Oh, wow, that kid is ripped. Yeah. Yeah, right? But the uh, the backing music is always weird, especially whenever Johnny does something good. It just becomes like angelic choir stuff. <laughs> Don't no no one knows why. Yeah, 
Um, they're on. Then they're on a path. Uh, Iggy says, "Like, oh man, what if someone fell down this very thin path down the steep hill?" Naturally, right after that, Tone Loke does it. So Adam rides him down the hill like a human sled. Yeah. And then, the logistics. <laughs> First of all, Adam is having the time of his life. Yeah. Tone Even Lo- though they know they're basically surfing towards Doom. death, men with guns who want to kill them in particular. Um, and Tone Loke is in great shape after going headfirst on his stomach down like rocks and mud and roots. Yeah, his face should be a little more messed up than not at all. And his, probably his like intestines should be exposed. <laughs> he at should least be, a little. He should be very bleeding. Um, but he doesn't. Uh, he and Adam get captured by the ninjas. They're in the back, but Johnny comes down and saves them with his, you know, sword and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then everyone's about to get captured, but earlier, Adam mentioned something about wanting to drive. He really wants yeah. to drive, but he's 11. He can't drive. But his character arc is complete when he yeah. steals a Jeep. Are they all... They talk a lot in the beginning about... I guess, like, that's a... A children thing like I mean, yeah, you're a I child think. you wanted to do a driving yeah but <laughs> but i didn't expect it to come back up like this yeah but but you know what i did i waited until i was old enough yeah right <laughs> but this kid well, does it. you didn't go to an island that's true <laughs> this kid does it and ain't it bitchin yeah how about <laughs> uh they rescue adam from the truck and then they come around the back of it and all of the bad guys are set up like a school class picture. <laughs> and like nobody was there a second before. They're always ready to go because they're ninjas, I guess. I don't know, yeah. man. Some bullshit. <laughs> Some bullshit is 98% of this movie. Johnny and Adam get their destiny headbands and Iggy gets one out of pity. That... <laughs> Because he's royalty. Check another character arc off. Yeah. yeah right. Oh, he's actually the king. Because everybody has a headband, dance party, I guess. Sure. Fine. Whatever. Is, is it a dance party or is it a weird, like, we're rallying the revolution scene? Combination of both. <laughs> one one can be the other. Did you catch that close-up on that, like, disinterested baby? <laughs> that was pretty fucking weird, right? Yeah. I did write um, the wedding subplot is just very uninteresting to me. Mm. Like at yeah. a certain point, I was like, "Why? Why is this a plot point anymore?" This is the point where Romay, uh, the wife, uh, says that she doesn't want to get married, but they can still date. Yeah, it's like, good for her, but we could have clipped out some time here. My... And then there's a very sexual kiss. Yeah, and also. We could have clipped out some time here. This isn't even an hour and a half. That's fair. This is 86 a... <laughs> minutes. Could have been a tight 65. Yeah. This could have aired on television and nowhere else. <laughs> so Adam is des so the attack's about to happen and Adam is desperately looking at his game gear for help, but the psychic magic isn't in the game gear. It's in Adam. So what do you see, Adam? I see a fuck ton of trees we can turn into surfboards so we can uh, use the first half of this title. <laughs> we had That we would have watching... taken, like, a week and a half. But yeah. <laughs> Patusan people are very good carpenters. Yeah. Very speedy carpenters. Yeah. When they... we were watching it over here, we were probably... Like, ten minutes before the scene, we were like, man, there's not a lot of surfing in this surf movie. <laughs> nope. But they knew you needed it. Yeah. Um, this was the point. And then everybody surfs. Iggy has never surfed before, but they're like, we know. And you can do it. Don't worry. Uh, this was when I find out Rob Schneider was 30 at the time of filming, and I freak out a little bit. <laughs> um so now it's time for the temple attack. There are fights, stuff like that. 
I will say the scene right before they get to the beach where the, the shot of them all in a line surfing the wave, that was mm-hmm. kind of a neat shot. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Gotta give out the points where you can find sure. it. Yeah, sure. It's the temple attack. They're doing their fights. Chi has a gun and he's gonna shoot Zatch. But the Sega Game Gear saves the day because it knocks the gun out of Chi's hand when Adam throws it. Buy a Sega Game Gear. It does look heavy enough to do that if you could hit a gun with it. Those things were chonky. Like, not comfortable to play with. I believe it. Not. No, I, looked up, I, I looked up a picture of them just to like... Because there was never like a clear shot of it in the in the movie. I feel like it was always just like this or a close yeah. up of the actual game. And that thing was. I, I thought I was looking at a second thing. So it is a black <laughs> brick that takes like twelve double A batteries, so you can play half an hour of Sonic the Hedgehog. It's a mess. Um, but it's too late. She actually shot Zatch, and Zatch finally reveals he is their uncle. All right, you yeah. could have said that in the <laughs> okay, beginning. Okay, I guess. I wish for that to have meant more. I wish that they actually had like a bond, because I never felt like I we got that scene of them bonding. Yeah, no, they nope. <laughs> I so don't know I didn't. What else to say. So I didn't care. Is my point. <laughs> I didn't yeah. care about a lot in this movie. So. During this final fight, Chi gets wet and he panics a little bit, but he's okay. Or is <laughs> he? His hand gets wet and goes, I want! Ah! <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm okay. But then he's not when his hand right. attack him. Uh, uh, you know, after he drops his malfunctioning AK-47 that he's gonna just shoot a kid with. <laughs> Was the hand attacking him the scene where it hand down and we just watched leslie nielsen get really violent with his junk <laughs> yeah that is <laughs> yeah. The, that is the hand attacking him <laughs> it chokes him and then it grab him dong yeah. and, then it, and then it continues to choke him johnny eventually pushes him into the water exploding him that's how cyborgs work i guess so that's that Everybody is happy ever after. Iggy still thinks he's the actual king. <sighs> Fine. Let this 30-year-old man still think he's a teenage <laughs> king. Whatever. And there we meet a Patusan dignitary. It's Babylon. Yeah. From the beginning. And he recognizes Johnny and goes, that Barbara Ann shit was funny. Let's do it again. Rock and I have roll, a question. Dude. Do, you, do you think that was his real accent? Or do you think the director was like, really steer into the Asian bit? I don't know, man. Because I, I, I heard it and I was like, that's not good. That's bad. <laughs> if it's fake. But because it, it felt like it was played, like it was played up. Um, I, I think it was fake. Based on, based on once Barbara Ann started the second time. Yeah, uh, and where he was vocally, and how <laughs> how his voice was pitched, I think it would make sense if it if they hired him for the vocals, and then they were like, "Do some racist shit." <laughs> Look, th- this movie didn't break a lot of ground. Okay, it did not do anything crazy that I haven't seen before. However, when that musical number started, I howled because i was just so taken aback i had no idea that was about to happen the major falsetto (laughs) barbara ann reprise to take us into the credits i loved it i was like honestly that was worth watching this movie it was that last moment it was like the end of shrek yeah it's like something out of a, a bollywood film yeah yeah did you mean shrek uh new inductee into the library of congress nice (laughs) <laughs> that happened yesterday so yeah did it really yeah no shrek is in the the original shrek is in the library of congress with a couple other Better movies be. that i forget that's that that's that's surf ninjas that's the end uh <laughs> johnny you, dude johnny mentions that like hey he's the king but he's gonna go back to la be, be cool to each other yeah and, you guys don't need to be a king you're free and then barbara ann that's it <laughs> um 
and he goes and he does the whole uh he's disbanding the monarchy and yeah. mm-hmm. uh he's putting it back to the people very bane like <laughs> give it back to you the people oh barbara <laughs> I was wondering what would Barbara add first. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, do we want to move on to our criteria, which is what we sure do every week? Do. Yeah. To compare this movie to The Pacifier, first up, how's the soundtrack? A lot of royalty-free Asian yeah. songs. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, like everything you've ever seen that has to do with like looking into an Asian heritage. It's the same music. But also have Barbara Ann. I yep. know, Twice. which is great, but I I still think the pacifier it's it's a really good soundtrack. It is. It yeah. it absolutely wins out. It's a crime. It's not all on Spotify. I wa I watched uh, the pacifier in preparation for this again. Literally, it ended right before I jumped onto the call. Um, nice. And I forgot there was a lot of things I forgot about the movie. And, and I forgot how great the soundtrack was. Like every time it came up, because I knew that was also a, a part of what you guys do. Mm. I was, yeah, I was just pleasantly surprised again. Yeah, it hits. Like it does. That's uh, that's all I got for you. Slapping. Yeah, Pacifier is better, but this does have some '90s rock fun that, like, I can't pinpoint, but it's definitely a thing. And yeah. also Barbara Ann. Barbara Ann is good every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, next, sir. where's the main actor land on the dieselometer? A comparison of Vin Diesel performances based on charm and ability. So, for my main actor, I said it was Ernie Reyes Jr., uh, who played Johnny. And because it was martial arts, because he was surfing, because he was doing all different kinds of stuff, um, I said uh, Vin Diesel in Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage. Uh, I... I also said that movie, and there's a very specific tie. Do you know what it is? Rob Schneider's not in that, is he? No, it's moto surfing. Really? Vin Diesel bangs a motorcycle through the ocean. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I also said that movie. <laughs> nice. I, this might be the first time there's I, been a I... triple agree. <laughs> I wrote that he wants so bad to be in the cage, but he just isn't. Mm-hmm. God, I just can't stop picturing. Does Vin Moto surf in any of the Fast and Furiouses? Like, not with the oars or him mentioning it, but like. No. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on your definition of like. It... And if he does, he doesn't call it motor. <laughs> yeah, no, he he absolutely wouldn't. But like, I feel like I can see him like standing one foot out the. I guess like while driving maybe yeah there are times where they're standing like there's that scene in fast five where they're like jumping from mm-hmm. train I think, to car and they're I standing think, I think that's the exact one I was thinking of yeah but we all agreed Xander Cage <laughs> in return of Xander Cage it's just the closest like you can you can google image search that picture of motorcycle going into ocean <laughs> <laughs> Did I like this as a kid, or would I have liked it as a kid? I think I would have liked it. I think I would have just watched it once or twice, and then just been like, alright, like this is fine, it's not going to be a constant, but enjoyable. I I think I probably would have, but I probably would have assumed it was just like a TV movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would have liked it um i think that if i had watched it then i would have been filled with nostalgia which would have made me like it more now makes sense followed by what has the director gone on to do so this is directed by neil israel and this is his last feature film that was debuted in theaters after this it's all tv movies tv series and mary kate nashley videos oh wow what you got you, you yeah. got the case of the sea world adventure the case of the mystery cruise uh a couple of even stevens lisa mcguire disney channel movies hounded and the poof point 
I'm telling you, Disney Channel movies, man. Yeah. He was made for them. He's got the vibe for it. Uh, TV movie, The Brady Bunch in the White House. A couple episodes of Philadelphia. I don't know that one. Yeah, no, I don't either. Uh, you know, Dog with a Blog, Phil of the Future, stuff like that. He's still working, I think. He also wrote uh, before this, of course, uh, Look Who's Talking and Look Who's Talking To. Oh, oh my really? God, dude. Or no, he, did he write this movie? Or no, he just wrote Look Who's Talking To. My bad. Look Who's Talking To was the one I saw first. Ah. I think it's, a better, it's the better one. Oh, he also wrote yeah. a bunch of the police academies. Okay. Did he write this movie or did he just direct it? I think he just directed it. Okay. That... Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> it needed some of his help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe he should have just been like, you want me to punch, punch up a little shush bit? It a little. <laughs> a little punch up. It's, it's fine. Is there anything as memorable in this film as the Peter Panda dance from the past fire? What do you guys think? Video game product placement. Ba, 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 <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. I, for me, it was Leslie Nielsen as a cyborg. I don't know if I'll remember the movie, but I'll always yeah. remember Leslie Nielsen with his Phantom of the Paradise mask. Who's your Brad Garrett, Carol Kane, wacky, memorable side character from the film? Be Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. <laughs> I, I, said, I said it was Leslie Nielsen. Okay, I said Tone um, Loke. Oh, okay. They're, they're all understandably, like, bizarre. Yeah. And finally, is there anything in this film that's as batshit insane as the Sound of Music subplot from The Pacifier, which, in case you don't remember, is a subplot that comes in with about 20 minutes or so left in the movie. It's very short. Uh, We find out that Seth, one of the boys that Vin Diesel is watching, is caught at school with bleached hair and a Nazi armband. So naturally, everyone, including Principal Lauren Graham, believe that he's a Nazi. One day, Vin Diesel gets on a children's bike and follows Seth to what he believes is a Nazi rally, but it turns out Seth is just playing Rolf in a community theater production of The Sound of Music with, like, a 40-year-old Liesel, and Vin Diesel ends up directing that production. I forgot how great that scene is, by the way. Yes. <laughs> I just want to take a second and say how great that scene is. First of all, I, I've done theater almost my entire life, those kids he meets outside that door are not theater kids. <laughs> nope. Those are Nazis. Second, <laughs> those are legitimate Nazis. Second, the guy who plays the initial director nails it. <laughs> I've had that director. <laughs> the, the community theater who thinks he's above community. <laughs> but to answer your question, um, I I go back to the, the musical number at the end of the, <laughs> end of the movie. All right. That was bad shit insane. Also, I think the whole like video game predicting the the future and that being the portal, it, that was to me was like it, it made no sense with ninjas. Yeah. Like, why is that the a ninja right. thing? It's neither yeah. surf nor ninja. If they said surf video game ninjas, I'd be like, yeah, that's yeah, the movie. There you right go. There. <laughs> surf gamers also ninjas. Yeah. Uh, mine was simple. Rob Schneider is 30. (laughs) (laughs) Both fair answers. For me, it's got to be the fact that every stupid through line is followed up. They check every box by the end. Somehow it's a pretty airtight script. Yeah. (laughs) Which is ridiculous, but... That Surf Ninjas, do you guys have uh, your ranking and rating against the Pacifier? Yeah, you bet. Uh, I give it 500 points above low tide. Uh, it, it's not better, and it's not, like, good, exactly. But it's kind of neat. <laughs> okay. That's very kind of you. Yeah. Um... I gave it four copies of Tails' Triple Trouble for the Sega Game Gear out of nine. It's a standard 90s kids movie. It's not even close to as good as The Pacifier, but, like, it's harmless, I think is the definition of this. (laughs) Harmless is fair as well. Yeah, I agree. I gave it 11 out of 30 extras riding surfboards across the ocean. Um it's it's serviceable it's like i said if if this was a disney channel original movie it would have been in my rotation i would have loved the shit out of this thing 
Nice. I was going to say, it was also great to, for me personally, like this afternoon I watched Tenet and then going from that to this, I'm like, it's nice to like follow a story. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I still haven't seen Tenet. It's worth watching. Um, Anyway, so that's that. Uh, That's our episode on Surf Ninjas. And now Mike has next week's game for us, next week's movie for us. And he's going to give us some hints, and we're going to try and figure out what we're watching. It's time to play the Coming Attractions game. All right. I I love this movie. Um, I feel like you guys will, too, if I'm, I'm listening to you guys and, t- and talking about it. Uh, came out in 2007. It has a bunch of original songs that were written for it. Uh, and people in small roles include Craig Robinson, Chris Parnell, Tim Meadows, and Kristen Wiig. Oh my god, yes! Uh, is this, um, does someone have to think about their whole life before yeah. they go in? Yes! Oh my god! <laughs> I love this movie! Um, um, oh. Jack White plays Elvis. Uh, it's... Wait, is John C. Riley in this movie? Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, is it Walk Hard: The Dewey Cox Story? Amazing. Yes, it sure is. Oh my god, I'm so <laughs> excited! All right, well, tune in next week where you can hear us chat with another special guest about Walk Hard: The Dewey Cox Story. And thank you so much for being on, Mike. Do you have no anything problem. you want to plug? Um, I would like to plug to. Uh, my favorite football team, the New York Jets, to please fire Adam Gase, our head coach. He is the worst thing that's ever happened to football, the world, and my life. Um, other than that, in all seriousness, I would like to plug, um, I just finished shooting a movie uh, in October, and by the time this episode releases, we'll be able to talk about it. It's called Sandstone. It was directed and written by my good friend Nick Rapuano. Um, he texted me a little blurb to say about the film. <laughs> so, um, it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then it's, uh, it's about a respected small town auto shop owner is falsely accused of something terrible, all because of a prank gone wrong. Ooh. And it's a really fun movie. I play a character who has a lot of the, uh, uh, comedic undertones and, um, relief of the, of the film. And it's, it's a good time. That's awesome should be good and walk hard is free with ads on imdb tv or amazon prime for all you, for all you listeners out there looking to watch along yeah if you want to watch the movie because it's just it's good so time. good <laughs> I, it's it's one of the most quotable movies of all time <laughs> <laughs> the wrong kid died. <laughs> anyway let's not get ahead of ourselves right now you can follow us uh on all of our socials at no highway pod you know facebook twitter instagram you can follow our instagram first sunday of the month we do our little visual coming attractions game you can guess and get a shout out on the show uh do you want to do your chicken our chicken connor it's not our chicken it is one person's chicken uh as all of you know you've been you've been listening along thus far um i actually think uh I think maybe we can roll Ethan into it from last episode too. Oh, two episodes ago now. Um, we lose track when we record so many in a week. Um, as you know, you've been following us up to this long. Uh, we are desperately in search of something, and that something is a sauce. Uh, there, there's this little this little restaurant in Amherst, Massachusetts, called Rafters Bar and Grill, and that that glorious establishment has since closed. Sad noises. Uh, but we're really trying to get in touch with the old owners of that restaurant because we are desperately in search of the recipe for their Yukon Gold chicken wing sauce. Are you going to be mad when you find out they just got it at, like, Stop and Shop? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say that, or they just, like, call it, like, it's honey mustard and And barbecue with, like, a little bit of molasses. (laughs) I think there's probably a secret ingredient of love in there or something. Sure. It's good though. It was, it was very good. I, I wouldn't know. I've never been to Amherst, Massachusetts. I wish you luck. <laughs> um, Next pal. 
if you have that sauce or if you want to uh, call in and say anything for us to play on the show you can call our highway patrol tip line at 301-941-7493 or 301-941-SIZE uh, if you want to leave a review about walk hard if you know the movie if you like it and we can put it in the show if you want to just say whatever you want i don't care we've had some callers and it's been fun putting them at the end of episodes so yeah give that a shot and of course thank you so much to ian c weber for composing our theme song uh i asked you for the c last week right luke aka two yes. days ago so yeah, it's right. me this week. 12 seconds ago this week, this week, the C stands for Cowabunga. Oh! Follow the link in our show notes for all of Ian's cool stuff. And I think that's everything. Yeah, it. All right. Well, thank you all. Thank you again for being here, Mike. And thank you all so much for listening. Tune in next week for Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story with another special guest. But until then, I've been Connor. And I've been Luke. And as always, these have been our opinions. And if you didn't agree with them, that's too bad because it's our way. No No highway highway option. See, I did it with a pen. (laughs) The theme music for No Highway Option was created by Ian C. Weber. To hear more of Ian's music and see some of his videos and stuff, follow the new link in our show description. No Highway Option was co-created and co-hosted by Connor J. Burke and Luke Smith and produced by Connor.